Hey everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is March 31st, 2020. This is Season 2, Episode 33, coming from all our respective homes. My name is Dan Curry. Uh, in the neighborhood, but not with me, is Clinton Brower. How are That's you, Clinton? Correct. I'm doing well. I am... Uh... I'm doing well, you know. It's it's been a little strange. I have no sleep schedule. I mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, working from home is weird. <laughs> I don't like that's it. it. <laughs> I don't like I it. I can I can attest to that. I <laughs> freaking hate it. And that's Neil Brower in New York City, chilling in my blanket fort, which is also my work desk for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, is... man. I'm really trying to uh, figure out this whole i gotta separate work from home and it's hard when i'm just at my kitchen table yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the upstairs room set up as an office for courtney um but i i am not up there we need to be separate from each other because we're on uh, conference calls and phone calls all the time so she got the office and i got the kitchen table <laughs> well she deals with anthrax and you don't so i think she gets the office yes she makes more money than i do so I will gladly take the kitchen table. So I also have more downtime in between clients and stuff. So, um, well, let's talk some games, uh, video games. I we've had a lot of time to play video games. Mm. Yes, we have. It is actually the only thing I've done <laughs> besides I've, two dishes. I've watched a couple things, but I've tried to start reading a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about halfway First through. Time? Animal Crossing, yeah, first time, not Animal, <laughs> animal Farm. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, I'm trying to play some instruments now and again, but yeah, it's been mainly video games. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm really I think everybody. Happy everybody kind of wants to like tune out for a bit too when they don't have to work. So that is much less. That's much more. It, it takes control of my brain for a bit, so I don't have to think yeah. about how terrifying the world is sometimes. <laughs> yeah i'm really happy that video games are like my my hobby because so many people right now are like i'm so bored i can't wait this is over because i'm so bored and i'm like man i'm not even done with video games yet like, <laughs> i have so many movies to watch i have so many books to read we have so many board games and i've been playing video games every single day <laughs> since it started so Speaking of, uh, I yeah. started playing, and I wonder—I don't know if you guys have or not. Started playing Bleeding Edge. We played yeah. the um, when it was in beta. Okay, what did you think? What of are it? your th- okay? We, well, well, I think we talked about it on the podcast, but it was kind of—I don't remember talking it about was it. Fine. Yeah, I don't. Probably because it was fine. Yeah, it's I don't. Fine. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't it. either. If Overwatch didn't exist, then maybe. <laughs> It's not. It's not even want to play League more than it want makes me want to play Overwatch. It's like and it's like third person, and I don't like Mm -hmm. the third person thing of it. It just I don't know. It feels very cumbersome. It's like you're playing on PC, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the other thing. It is definitely made for PC, and they do not change it for console. So like you know when you have like um like a uh trying to think I can't remember any of the characters or anything, but there's like a character who makes like a radius, a circle, and you kind of choose where it is. Oh yeah, no that it, is that is awful. That is absolutely awful okay. on the computer too. It's just a bad <laughs> so mechanic. Bad. It's just an awful yeah, mechanic. Because like you so you on, on you have to too. push a button and then move it around with your mouse, mm-hmm. uh, and then as soon as you like let go of it, 
your camera, like as soon as you let go of the button to like launch it, your camera starts going wild because you're trying to fling this thing out as quick as you can because you're in the middle gotcha. of a fight. So then your camera's all going crazy and shit. And it's maybe it's just one of those things you have to get used to or whatever, but like it's awful. It's not a good mechanic. I mean, League would handle a skill like that with pretty easily with just like smart cat you you know you're hovering you're well i guess you hover over the ability and then you because there's no I'm sorry there's no really weird. there's no reticle really i guess it'd be wherever you were aiming whenever you hit that skill it would just create an orb at the center around your reticle i i don't know it, it's well, little... they should just do it at like a set distance away from you and yeah. then you just turn and aim it like it was it was fine. I had fun for the two to four hours I played it. Um, but once it like got real like fully released, I was like, I'm not gonna download this. Yeah, like, it's, there's just yeah. so many better games. Um, it's it's just fine. And in a world where there's so many good games, you can't really afford to be fine. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, and that seems to be kind of the general consensus I'm reading about it. I like the the characters are interesting. Just the gameplay isn't that fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I didn't even think any of the characters were that interesting, personally. But I, I, I liked the the zombie that's controlled by the snake. I think that's kind of cool. Um, and there are some that are just... It's just like, oh, like, that's a lady that has wheels instead of like yeah. hands. What character <laughs> design-wise... Yeah, character design-wise, they're just like, you know, wacky, post-apocalyptic standard. Enhanced, uh, yeah. I like. I also like the bird Borderlands. Girl. She's cool. That bird girl is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. character design and character <clears throat> skill set is totally different. I can get, like, even when I started playing Overwatch, I had Dota and League and so many other, like, team-based, ability-based games. I could be like, okay, this is an, this is an amalgamation of these people. And this yeah, is, yeah. it's going to be, it's so hard to be unique in that realm now, and oh, I don't think they I did don't think so. All. I think there's a lot you could do. Like, League still comes out with new champions. Dota still comes out with new champions that have, different interesting new mechanics i don't think that making up new mechanics is like but the thing is i think there are staples in those kind of genres which mm. like people are going to hit those first like the hook and yeah that kind of stuff but yeah yeah and the other thing is like the healing was so strong in do you feel that way in bleeding edge where it's just like if there's a oh, healer if... like it's just like insane i feel like it took like 20 years to kill anyone you're just like yeah it takes way yeah it's it just doesn't feel quite right it's weird the balance is weird um yeah i don't think i'll play it again yeah it's fine nope but... uh other than that i've been playing league as usual uh some animal crossing of course mm-hmm. uh some stardew valley with my brother oh, uh nice. And my brother also turned me on to another game that we're going to play a bunch of probably, but it's uh, Hunter Call of the Wild. Uh, it's just a hunting game. My brother oh. and I used to enjoy playing hunting games a lot. So. I think I've played that before. Is that the one that's like super realistic? Yeah, yeah. So, like you're, you're chugging, you like real slow. It's yeah. Like, and that game was fun for a while. Yeah. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah, but, it was like man, on, it's hard. Yeah, it was on sale and everything was like super cheap. All the DLC was really cheap for it, so I just got like a pack that had a bunch of stuff. Nice. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna because it's multiplayer, so we'll hang out and play it and shoot nice. deer together or whatever. Uh, and I started playing Minecraft again. I saw you were playing Minecraft today. How's yeah. that? That's fun. I I've been thinking about jumping into it. Yeah, I've been playing it with Cody on the uh, Java version. Uh, so we've just been 
not really playing it together, but both playing it and kind of uh, seeing what uh, what we come up with. Uh, nice. Chat's asking how multiplayer works in a hunting game. Uh, I guess the same way more than one person goes out and hunts at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hunting game like any like hunting games you, that I know in a way. Because like so many hunting games, when I think of a hunting game, I think of like the ones at the the arcade. Yeah, right? you're there and like things are just popping up. Dart yeah. across no. the screen. Yeah, it no. is not like that. You have to like go slow and track. It's a huge world. You have all these calls and there dates. are. I will say there are about a million times more animals than there are in the real world. There's just like every yes, twenty foot, there's an animal. But like, yeah, compared to other hunting <clears throat> games, it is slow going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely slow going. And you're, if you're like out just walking, you won't see anything because they'll just run. But so you yeah. have to like go really slow. And Danica and wants to know up. if you can hunt the most dangerous game. Uh, I so it, there are like little quests in it, and one of the, one of the quests, one of the first quests is go to this guy's campsite someone someone or some animal ransacked it in the night see if you can find out any clues uh so i show up there and it's like here's how you use the camera which is like all the quest is for but it's like here are human footprints in the ground track them down (laughs) and i was like was this game Uh taking a turn and the guy (laughs) the guy that's like leading like on a phone call with you is like well i don't want you going and picking any fights just follow them and see what you can find (laughs) and you get like i was like damn what's gonna happen with this are we gonna get like a standoff kind of thing is this game more than i thought like but it's like you go like 100 yards and there's a a t-shirt hanging in a tree and he's like well tracks end here might as well turn back (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) so it's nothing (laughs) um we, well, we've all been playing Animal Crossing. How's everybody feeling about it at this point? Uh, I mean, it still has those little things that bother me. but oh, yeah. And I'm not playing it nearly as much as I was. But yeah. I've got, like, two editions now. So I have three house or three rooms. Uh, and my thing is all built up or whatever. So mm-hmm. some major construction projects are in the works. But I haven't really done much with it. I can't leave. Yeah, I was telling I Dan, I don't play it during the day. So, like, by the time I play it, it's ten after ten o'clock. So my store is closed. So a lot of the things I just end up missing out on. Like, I bought yeah. a bunch of turnips, and I'm probably not going to end up selling them because I'm not going to be able, not going to be playing it before the turnips. Oh, go yeah, bad. the turnip lady like didn't show up in mine yesterday on Sunday. You have to do it like, like oh, she? you have to do it before uh, before noon. So oh, oh okay, then <clears> she leaves at noon. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm having fun with it still. I'm logging in every day just to at least get my Nook miles from the thing. And but I kind of have stalled out in general just because I haven't had a time to like sit and play it. Yeah. Um, and because I, you know, I'll jump in from time to time, pick some things, do a little, do a little upkeep. But I have a bridge that's being built. That's been a while. I haven't done anything. I have one house upgrade, so I have one room. Um, but I haven't really sat and like. Because when it first came out, there was like two or three days where it was like, this was, I played that game mostly all day. Yeah. So, uh, and I know that's how the game's meant to be played is to jump in and kind of just take your time. Yeah. But um, I'm excited for tomorrow. The egg event starts. Um, so that will give me a reason to like jump yeah, in and yeah. start doing more. Uh, and Thursday, or maybe, fr- maybe we'll do it Friday or Saturday, actually. But my birthday yeah. is on Thursday. And I want to have yep. a Animal Crossing get together kind of party thing. I'm gonna try and Hell put a yeah. maze up with fences and uh, 
you know, have some fun. You know, have a fishing contest and bug catching contest. Yeah. Are you doing to do it on your island? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I literally I started a small group of people that were going to throw a surprise party for you, Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and literally an hour later, Krista came back to me and was like, uh, "So, no surprise party. Clinton wants to throw his own." <laughs> <laughs> all right fine but we've been collecting stuff for you so it'll still be surprises what you get oh nice i don't have anything because i'm the newest to the game but uh you're basically caught up to me from what you said today yeah but i I haven't really found anything cool or uh, or anything i've kind of just been grinding through the early levels of it trying to get uh i've I've got a room attached to my house tomorrow but uh, what i was worried about it is that it would be as as was Minecraft and as a lot of these creative games. Um, I enjoy it for a couple days and then I put it down. I never want to come back to it. Um, and I did put Animal Crossing down, uh, you know, a day or two after and I didn't pick it up for a bit. But unlike it, I've been, uh, unlike the other games, I've, I've, there's been times where like, I don't really want to play anything else. And maybe I'm just lying in bed or maybe i'm about to go to bed and like mm-hmm. i just wanted something calm and i'll i'll hop in we'll walk around my island and that's been that's been really fun i'm glad i haven't it hasn't lost any of its uh any any of its charm yet yeah it's an interesting game just in general because you can really play it at your own pace you know you don't really miss anything you might miss events and things like that but it's not like you know it's not like you're really going to be hurting if you take a day off or two days off. And it's just your, it's your Island. You can do as little or as much on it every day as you want. Yep. So that's cool. Um, anything. Oh, Neil and I played a little Carl call of duty war zone yesterday. It looks like they're Carl duty. duty. It was with Carl. So Carl, (laughs) I love when Carl is squad leader. Cause I'll just be like, all right, squad leader, Carl. Carl. (laughs) It's my favorite because he's always getting snacks in between rounds and stuff. So he always realizes he's squad leader just towards the end of the island. (laughs) Scrambles to tell us where to go. Um, But it's still good. It's still fun. It looks like they made some improvements uh, recently. They changed the name of that uh, plunder or whatever. They changed it. No, they changed the what the game how it works too. Oh, did they change the whole thing? So instead of just like collecting money. Or whatever. Now, when you kill someone, you get like guaranteed money drops and. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different now. So. Yeah, because now it's called dead money or something like that. <coughs> blood pool blood or money? something. Blood, blood money, money. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, blood still fun. Blood um, pool. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild. That game is just so good. Um, and that's also a game like while there is a story and something to do, you can kind of just pick up and do a couple things and run around and not have to worry about it. Um. Love that. Did we talk about Slay the Spire last week? I know we've been playing it, but we talked about the new character. Yes. Yes, you did. Yep. So we're still uh, doing that. And we found two other games this week that we liked, mm-hmm. um, that we highly recommend, one of which is a single player called uh, Dead Cells. Yes. Um, this game has been really popular for a while. Um, and it was something that I kind of wanted to check out, but I just thought I'd check out and not like it. But I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a roguelike platformer. Um, I would compare it to Enter the Gungeon, which is obviously not a platformer, but uh, it's very much uh, in the same vein. Or uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Binding of Isaac, if you played that. Uh, you keep running and you do, you do as many runs as you want. Every time you come back, it's different. But as you 
progress through further and further, you unlock more and more stuff. Your character gets better and everything gets a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of fun. Try it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I'm sure it's on other things as well. <coughs> then the other game is Remnant from the Ashes, which I am loving as yeah. a uh, as a Dark Souls enthusiast. There's a lot of... Uh, they pull a lot of inspiration from that genre, only it is more of a Gears of War third person shooter. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's for some reason it reminds me of Gears of War, but it doesn't have like cover systems or anything like that. Um, but I, I think the only thing that reminds me of Gears of War is like it's third person and it's just kind of dark and dreary. Although we did get to know an area that looks a little different. Um, I was in a full on green ass lush jungle that was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, it is hard, but I, I enjoy that part. It's definitely meant to be hard. Um, and it's it's kind of cool. Like, it's like this weird... Because when I first... When Courtney showed it to me, Courtney found it, found a trailer for it and was like, you guys should play this. It's on Game Pass. I thought it was like, going to be a medieval game because of the way the monsters were and there's, like, swords and stuff. Uh, but then you kind of find out something has happened to the world and everyone's kind of just living. It's not post a I mean, it is post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic, but it doesn't feel that way. You're um, walking around a totally empty, blown-out city, man. There's yeah, I know, but I mean, like, it's not like that is post-apocalypse. Everyone right, I know, but gone. it's not like Fallout. Like, it's not like you're dealing with There's, raiders or anything. Yeah, it's not. Yes, it's not a Fallout or a Borderlands apocalypse. Yeah. It's it's a much more. Uh, what's the uh, what's the Will Smith movie with the dog? Yes, it's more like that. Yeah, without um, zombies. Yeah, there's some kind well, of weird. Well, the zombies are trees. <laughs> are we helping? <laughs> you do fight zombie trees, <laughs> um, but it's fun. It is super hard, um, and if you like hard games, check it out. So it's kind of got. There's no like. It almost feels like it's real close to being like a looter, but it's definitely not. You find stuff to upgrade your guns. Um, you yeah. do find other weapons eventually. I think it's random. But uh, yeah, I, I would recommend that as well if you enjoy a challenge. Um, the one I will ding it in that I liked it enough to try to play it alone or try to like get matched with somebody. And I can't seem to find any sort of matchmaking to like do a dungeon run or something. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to play alone. Yeah, I've heard uh, that. Dan and I died. Fun. Dan and I died. Try like try. Blah, blah, blah. Dan and I tried like fifteen times on one of the first bosses we found before we got him, and we yeah. were a group of two. We played with our friend Carl for a bit, and that definitely helped. But uh, it's hard. It's What's hard. it called? From the ashes. Remnant. Remnant from the ashes. Yeah. So it is cool, and the the monsters are cool too. I've enjoyed yep. the bosses and stuff. So, and they keep um, melee in it pretty well. I think that's fun. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and then the last one on my list is I started playing <laughs> Combat Ten. Um, right. I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but every once in a while I'll, I'll get into them, um, and I really enjoy uh, Injustice. So I started playing Mortal Combat Ten, and there's a story to it. And it, you can follow the story, but man, the cutscenes are long. I had a cutscene that was so long yesterday, my Xbox dimmed while I was watching <laughs> it. <laughs> and this is a fighting game. So I feel like if I just skipped everything, I'd probably be done with the game. 
but I but I am watching the story. It's it's okay. It's nothing crazy. Um, standard Mortal Kombat story. Yeah. So like, there's this whole something about Mortal Kombat is kind of the the rule. Like, there's all these different worlds. I guess there's like Earth Realm and Outer Realm and stuff. And I guess kind of in Outer Realm, the, there's a rule that basically if someone's gonna kill you, you can say Mortal Kombat and in order to get out of whatever reason they're going to kill you, you they have to allow you to fight them. You have to say it right, Dan. Mortal Ooh, Kombat! <laughs> um, so yeah, like there's just like a part where your characters that you're following are like in Outer Realm and they're going to be murdered for doing something. And he's like, I invoke Mortal Kombat! We have to fight! <laughs> and so that's kind of I guess that's kind of what... Actually... So I guess that's kind of what the whole thing is. They kind of talk about how Outer World was going to take over Earth, but Raiden invoked Mortal Kombat to give Earth a chance, and that's how he started. I don't really, I don't know. It's fine. There's some cool characters. It's fun to play. Um, they've kind of, I know a lot of people don't like fighting games because there's like a lot of combos to memorize, but they've kind of taken the route of Injustice, and you know, you get your three button combos, your down right B, down left B, you know, just kind of simplified ones. Um, so those are fun. The game is super brutal uh and very violent um one of the, my favorite things you can do is they took this from injustice as well and in injustice you can press um your right bumper or r1 um when you are near something in the environment and you can pick it up and throw it at people or you'll like jump off and do a flip uh in some of the maps of mortal Kombat, there are people standing there and you can grab them and throw them at your opponent <laughs> And there's just one where there's this old lady and you can just throw an old lady at your opponent. And it's just, it's really fun. Um, but yeah, there's like one where you're on a dock and there's like all these dead bodies in the sea and like a wave will splash a dead body up. If you're next to it, you can grab it and throw it. So it's definitely super violent. And uh, every time you do like a special, it does that x-ray kind of thing where you can see like everyone's bones breaking and stuff like that so we talked recently or not recently it was a while ago about the developers having ptsd and i was like yeah i can see that um but it is yeah. fun it is fun so all right any other the, well we don't sorry, have to catch the developers thing but yeah that wasn't so much in playing it playing it as it was in like finding out finding research material you yeah know, understanding what the human body does when put under enormous physical stress yeah yeah it is weird um so like for example there there's like this bug lady and one of your your special move is like you throw them up in the air and then you jump up and you put one of your like spider talons through their skull and like it comes out their mouth and then you put one through their back and then after you do that if you haven't won the match they're just fine <laughs> they just they just get up and uh they're they're ready to go <laughs> they're ready to keep fighting you so that's kind of weird but it's still it's so ridiculous so all right any other games that you guys have been playing that's nope. it all right pokemon sure. but pokemon's the same leave it surely nice played nice. some drawful um, and jackbox but had a lot of fun the other night doing it but Oh, and I guess I played some Dead by Daylight. What is that? Oh. The one that's kind of like um. That's the one we played. Yeah, that's the one. That's where you one person's the murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice. Was that fun? Uh, we only played one round, and yeah, I ended up 
escaping because the the killer was like being a dickhead and like trying to show off. He was like had me dead, and I was just like crawling along the ground trying to find a manhole cover or whatever the, the escape yeah. hatch. Couldn't find one. Uh, and then he found me and picked me up and like carried me by one and like stopped and like showed me it and then just kept walking around like walked past a bunch of the hooks and so I, I managed to get away from him and just sprinted to one of the escape hatches <laughs> and got away <laughs> nice i like that game i never got super into it but it, it was fun it's a cool idea yeah yeah it's interesting uh i think yeah we played it with three of us uh and so we had one random person and then we didn't know the killer obviously so but right. it was fun we only played the one match uh but it is definitely like kind of anxiety inducing it definitely <laughs> is it made me scream like a little girl yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um it would be a fun game to play with just your friends yeah like one person to kill her and yeah i think yeah. that would be a lot of fun um let's talk upcoming games so today Tuesday, March 31st, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered came to PS4. Uh, PC and Xbox is to follow in a month. Um, it is a timed exclusive. So that was a kind of stealth surprise release. Um, it was kind of leaked yesterday, and along with something else uh, we'll talk about during the news. Thursday, April 2nd, is Clinton's birthday. Hooray. It is. Aww. He will turn 30 during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to have a bash after. Um, and also for his birthday, my friend Pedro comes out for PS4, uh, which is a really fun game. Um, and PS4 players will be able to play it now. And Friday, April 3rd, Resident Evil 3 comes to PS4, PC, and Xbox. And Resident Evil Resistance comes to PS4 and PC. Did we talk about uh, last week? Dan, you're cutting out. Yeah, I was. I was listening and didn't hear you okay uh did we talk about last week about uh mountain blade we did not so yeah mountain blade 2 (laughs) banner lord came out yesterday uh into uh i guess early access i don't know what you'd call it but uh beta i don't know what is it uh it's like a medieval combat kind of thing it's it's swords and bows and horseback combat no, I don't think so. Okay, what's the what's the medi- medieval game that VR usually uses to show off sword skills? I think it's Mount, or maybe it's like sorcery and it's something and something. Never mind. Go on. I know. What I, you're talking it, about. I, yeah, I don't, it might be, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. But Mountain Blade is like huge battles, horses and spears and shields and swords and nice. Um. Yeah, I must. I either missed it or I didn't know what it was. Put it on. Blade and sorcery is what I was thinking of. Yeah, that game was crazy. I've seen people play that one. I'll take a look at Mountain Blade. Uh, I didn't look at it because I thought that I thought I knew what it was. Um, yeah, I'll have to what check did it, it come out. out for? Just on PC, I think. Oh, oh gotcha. never mind. Gotcha. <laughs> um. So let's talk some news. We got two pieces of news today. Uh, so yesterday, the leak that there was going to be Modern Warfare 2 remastered. Nintendo, um, this is another leak that came from the same source, is remastering a bunch of Mario games. So yesterday was the initial leak. Um, today, uh, more people have posted some more information. 
So Venture Beat has reported that the 3D Mario remasters would be offered in one collection uh, and maybe called something like Super Mario All-Stars 2. And this is from Eurogamer, by the way. This is a branding um, that Eurogamer has heard of being used internally as well. Uh, Eurogamer confirmed that Mario Galaxy was one of the three games. And then a report later from Jamatsu reported or confirmed that Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine are the other two titles. So Mario, that is pretty great. Mario Sunshine has me very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that game being great. And it was on GameCube uh, back when I don't think I ever really went back and replayed games on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I didn't bring that to college with me or anything. But uh, that was a great system, by the way. Um, yeah. That is a great game. Mario 64 uh, is a great game as well. But they've already I've remade a- that a few times, haven't they? They yeah, it. I've gotten a chance to play it, and I didn't think it held up quite as well. I like Mario sixty four. I played it on the three DS, or I think three just a normal DS. I think is what it was on. Maybe, okay, maybe normal DS. Yeah, um, and then Super Mario Galaxy. I played a little bit, but not a whole lot. I, I think I have it for Wii, but I haven't beaten it. So, but I'm down. I'm excited for this. Did you guys see in the, the, I guess there was, so the Nintendo Direct that happened, uh, the short one, uh, Mm -hmm. there was one game in it that I was interested in, and it's like the 51 classic games. Yes. That one actually looked interesting to me. Mostly just because I want to play Crook and (laughs) Oll. I'm excited for that one. I love little stupid things like that. Actually, right now on the Switch for. 50 cents there's kind of a thing like that that has a couple dumb games like tic-tac-toe and stuff i picked up um but that 51 games one looks legit and has like fishing and pool and it had so much so much stuff yeah 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 it looks like a lot of fun that you can just sit with friends and play something i was so hoping when they announced that i was like please just yeah please available today. today yeah yeah but nope um, yeah, and then from the, that Nintendo Direct, the other thing I was excited for was King's Bounty 2 looked fun. Um, Clubhouse Games was the one that you're talking about, Clinton. Mm. And then uh, Bravely Default 2 look, looks fun, too. I, uh, the first game I was interested in, the people who made Octopath Traveler. Um, so going back to this leak, that's not all that is coming. Apparently, Super Mario 3D World is getting a deluxe release. That was a Wii game that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and it's coming with new content. Um, and there's also the suggestion and possibility that older Mario games not already on the Switch's online retro ri- library might be there. Um, so who knows? That could be Super Mario RPG. That could be some cart games. That could be anything. So, And then last but not least, there's also a new Paper Mario coming or at least according to this leak, and it suggested uh, that it would represent a return to its franchise roots, so it'll be more N60, or more RPG than with the other platformers that didn't do well. So apparently this was supposed to be announced at E3, but apparently there is no, obviously there's no E3 now, um, so we don't know when we'll hear when we'll hear about it from them, but it's possibly supposed to come out in September, which is the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. That would be awesome. I loved the Paper Mario RPGs. Mm-hmm. My worry is that it would be incredibly easy again. Yeah, I played um, Mar- this first uh, Paper Mario not too long ago and had a lot of fun. I couldn't say it was like super difficult, but I remember not being very like blah about it or yeah. anything. 
So this is really, uh, I'm excited for that news, and I uh, am excited that I'll probably get all those things. So it is a leak, but it does sound credible. So we'll yes. see. Yep, yep. Everyone's kind of reporting on it. So, um, and then the other thing is speaking of getting bundles of games. Um, this is from Kotaku. So there's a game <clears throat> bundle that is helping developers recoup losses from the GDC that got canceled or postponed. So the game developers conference was postponed last month. Um, so they have created a little bundle, a little bundle, a huge bundle of stuff that you can get. Um, that has a lot of ind- independent games in it, and it has demos and unfinished games, and even some things if you want to make your own uh, video games. Um, so I think it's like something like 168 different items. Uh, you can it's pay what you want. Um, so check that out. It, apparently, Kotaku says it has some good games on there, such as Nuclear Throne, Collateral Damage, and Mortician's Tale, and Codemaster. Um, so check that out. It goes till April 3rd. Um, you can help some people out, recoup some of their losses from hotel rooms, travel, all that kind of thing like that, and get yourself some games. So... Well, that's uh, that's uplifting news. Um, that is PC-centric, though, right? Yep. I mean, there's some things I looked on it. There are some Mac things. There's a lot of Switch codes. Or okay. Steam codes. Sorry, Steam codes. Um, so, yeah, there are some uh, Mac-centric things. But I didn't take a look at all of them. I kind of saw it right before we started. So, I would like to help out. I might look into that. Yeah, definitely. So... I mean, it's pay what you want, too. So if you got five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, you can help them out and get all that stuff. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. That is the news. And we will come back with our main topic (coughs) soon. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Game Goose. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about luck and RNG or random number generators. We were going to talk about this on St. Patrick's Day, um, but with things getting crazy, Clinton had to work a bunch, so we had to cancel it. So we just moved it to today. So There's your uh, peek behind the curtain that you absolutely didn't need, brought to you by Dan (laughs) Curry. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it made more sense to talk about luck on uh, St. Patrick's Day. I I guess there's a tenuous. Yeah, there's there's something there. Yeah. so yeah, I think this is a huge part of video games, and I think a lot of it stems from. I'm going to totally throw this to you, Clinton. So be prepared. A lot of it stems from D and D and Dungeons and Dragons, which is the same thing, and dice rolling. D and D and Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, yep. So I don't know if you want to speak on that before we get started, because I think that's kind of where it all originates. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, dice have been around for, what, forever? And mm-hmm. playing cards and shuffling playing cards and all of that have been things for a long time. I wouldn't say that necessarily that RNG came from D&D uh, or that it exists in video games because of D&D. I think it's just going to be an inevitability if right. for games to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like gambling and all that stuff has been around for far longer than Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, as far as like the gamification of random numbers and stuff, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe you can like directly stories, tie that tying, to telling to like the the fantasy genre of video games, pulling from D and D and 
and critical hits maybe not being where in a first person shooter it'd be you hit someone in the head or in the glowy red spot it is a critical hit whereas with a sword like all of your chances you're essentially rolling die when you slash someone and yeah. you have so and so percent chance to do double damage yeah it's yeah but not a, a, a location based thing yeah uh and just in general in a lot of fantasy games you get a sword and it does 100 to 107 damage you know it kind of has that little what's it gonna do is it gonna do 100 is it gonna do 101 is it gonna do 105 this swing you know it kind of has those aspects yeah so and uh yeah so rng is pretty pretty complicated thing as far as like programming uh and that kind of stuff just because you can't program something to be random uh so there are like interesting ways that different people have come up with for getting truly random number generators uh i know one that's pretty popular is using like barometric pressure atmospheric pressure because it's always going to be different so like you take the atmospheric pressure from a point and you take it to like as narrow as you can so that the string of numbers is bigger and it'll always be a different number uh, and they use that to kind of generate a random number some of the more interesting ones there's a guy who has like a wall of lava lamps uh, and a camera pointed at it so that as the lava lamps move around the different pixels will have different values uh, in the camera this and then it like takes that and uses it to generate a random number so there's like but different you know ways. If you put lava lamp, if lava lamps hang out together for too long, their cycles sync up. Do they really? Yeah. Hmm. Like a hundred no. of them. No, no, <laughs> I was no. like, I don't believe that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with him about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's different ways to generate numbers, but a lot of games will just have like it won't be like a truly random number generator. It'll just be like a program that runs and pulls different uh, variables to decide yeah. on like a random number. I think the the one, the game I played the most that, that relies on randomness is Hearthstone uh, for two reasons. First off, it's a card game. So whatever card you pull is random uh, to some extent. And then um, the other thing is a lot of cards. This was a big, big fight in the community for a while was some of the cards had random effects which was interesting in one in one uh hand because it's a card game and it was the only thing that hearthstone could do that physical card games couldn't so you'd have a thing that would be like deal a damage to a random enemy or deal damage to a or deal two to five damage to an enemy something like that um and some some people liked it some people didn't i liked it i thought it was cool uh, but some people would be like, this makes me so mad because I pulled the right cards and made sure I had a, uh, cards that would get me through my deck so I could find this card. And then this random thing screwed me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They would also, ha- there was also a big card that ended up getting banned from the game or moves, um, where you would play all these spells and then you play this card and it would play a random spell for every spell you had played earlier. So people would play these decks that you would play like 20 spells. You would slam down this card and just hope you won. <laughs> and like 
<laughs> Good use for it. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It'll take five minutes to animate all the things out and stuff. I'm oh guessing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I I'll have to look at that up. Um, what the name of that card was because it's it's escaping me right now. But yeah, that was like where I think that was kind of where I kind of got introduced to the idea around. Even though I played many games with them before, um, that was where it was like at the forefront for me. Yeah, I think a lot of I think all of us in probably we can find an instant of it an instance of it in you know any game um i think it's always just behind the curtain um where like uh uh, divinity it's all over divinity and other uh fantasy yeah i mean that's that stems from like knights of the old republic just taking a uh, tabletop game and converting it over into a video game and using literal dice rolls as I guess not literal because it's not actually rolling dice but it's taking random numbers 1 to 20 to roll a d20 or a 1 to 6 to roll a d6 and then using those results as your like in-game damage uh, either to hit or to like score actual damage points on people So, and I think like a lot of that comes has continued on because people really loved Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and kind of the gameplay of it as well as the story of it because the story of that game is widely renowned and stuff. But the gameplay of it is really good too. It's fun. It's it isn't yeah just like okay I have a fifty percent chance to hit with this. It's like a it's a swing of using the dice where sometimes you might not hit four times in a row when you have a huge chance to hit with it and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. but yeah, Divinity for sure, like you were saying, Neil uses it pretty heavily because like it is based on a tabletop game kind of uh at least idea. It's not I don't know if it's on any specific game necessarily, but it takes those kinds of principles and puts it into a video game format can you think of can you think of any game where it's not a necessity i mean probably probably a racing game but like uh, mario even racing games you're gonna have some kind of random like generation of what your opponents are doing and things because they're not going to always run the same routes and things, especially when you when you're yes. the variable in the way, like they yeah. have to get around you and they have to kind of. Well, I don't know. That could just be programmed in. Like I'm sure that like yeah, Mario Super Mario Kart doesn't have super random uh, opponents. They probably have pretty well programmed in. Like Peach is going to do the same thing every time, and she's programmed to go around you if you're in the way or whatever. I mean, yeah. it does have literal dice blocks you spin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Wait, Mario Kart does? Oh yeah, Mario, but yeah, those are still going to oh. be. Those are still pretty. Like those are probably the least random of all things in any game because sure, of the rubber band. Yeah, because if you're in the back when you hit yeah. the boxes, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there's definitely some random to it, but yeah. not not as much. Um, I found the name of the card. It's uh, you. You played. Uh, um, World of Warcraft, Clinton. So maybe you recognize Yog Saran, Hope's End. It was cast a random spell for each spell you've cast this game, targets chosen randomly. And man, this thing broke the game for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was so funny. Almost everybody put it in their deck as just a, well, I'm losing, so let's see if this works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
No, as far as games without RNG would be like, yeah, shooters or, but even a lot of shooters, you can pick up loot drops and things nowadays. Yeah, that's, not, that's another thing I was thinking is like Borderlands has one, you know, for when you, when you're farming bosses or whatever, you're hoping you get that 2% golden gun. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. Even freaking Halo 5, the most, probably most shooter of shooters has card packs now. Enough to get those. I, I think, I, I think all this dice rolling, and I, I think probability gives way to the sensation of gambling, of yeah. of getting something that other people don't have. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and I, I, it's that, it's that uh, the game loop, the dopamine rush that I think people have upped. Uh, people have really embraced RNG for. Um, where I, I do believe it came from a less monetary place. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney just ran in the background. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think now we're seeing more of it because of loot box stuff, but <laughs> as far as just like gameplay, I don't know. It's not new, but I, I remember like, and I don't know if this is completely RNG or how everything's programmed, but Remember old games, older games where it would be like, I can go through this level. And I know exactly what each enemy is going to do. Yeah. Like that guy pops out of the left. Then I keep going. And then that guy comes down from the ceiling and you would like memorize it. Like those days are kind of gone and everything kind of acts right. But that's more of like an AI thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. there's like a, I think there's like a love hate relationship with RNG too mm-hmm. nowadays. Like some people, Really enjoy RNG and have dubbed it RNG Jesus and yes. uh, like <laughs> say R-N-G-Jesus. prayers to yeah, the RNG Jesus. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of like uh, I don't know. There's a lot of like cultural impact of RNG as far as like Twitch plays Pokemon and things. They were really right. like into RNG and uh, just like even like speed runs and things too. Like there's a lot of games that have RNG and like how that affects speed runs is like pretty highly uh, like looked at and like people are like, Oh, like the RNG of this run was so good. That's like, that's why he ended up 10 minutes under anyone else for this run or whatever. Right. So, and Got it's lucky. Like, yeah. Like, and so, it's okay. adds, Adds like a bit of just unknown into speedrunning that I think a lot of people really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, to pull this into the real world for a second, uh, and to take random out of it, but still in like speedruns and stuff like that, you're you're implying, you know, like he- heavy heavy statistics. Where if you're not a sports fan, bas- the NBA has en- entered this unheralded time of sports statistics why people are taking threes at an unabsorbent rate that everything it's why when you're just look at the score on on nba it it will have a probability of win of winning like meter depending on what has happened in the game like the mavericks are at 77 and then the other person is at 33 27 what math uh and i think on the on the flip side of that this is uh coaches and and owners have taken to this cuz it gives them a finite number to look to to progress to to better their business to build their team 
Whereas from a player standpoint, from a fan standpoint, like if I'm watching a speedrunner and I'm really excited for his run and, you know, 13 minutes in, he's got to glitch through this wall once or else or else the whole run's ruined or or like unless or, or he has to do something that has five minutes to it or whatever that like not getting through that is a ma- is a major bummer that feels random and undeserved whereas uh i think a lot of people look people who are hardcore i shouldn't say hardcore gamers but i think a lot of people want the outcome of events to be dependent solely on skill and right. maybe in saying that speed running is probably not the best example because it is a wonky thing um, but in other games like Pokemon and it like in Hearthstone, nobody wants to lose to a fuck it. I'm losing. Let's throw this blow everything up card and see what right. happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's definitely, you know, that's part of the whole thing and how much, how much RNG is okay. And how much of it is, is just frustrating, you know? Um, I mean, like even RNG that I think is okay can be frustrating XCOM or divinity. Oh, when we you, haven't talked about XCOM. That's fucking furious. Yeah, so like, you know, you'll be aiming at an alien and it'll be like, 88% chance to hit. And you're sweet, gonna get this one. And then you miss. Like, it is there's, the worst. There's a, there was a, uh, a thing about, there was a coronavirus meme. Sorry to bring it back to that, but it's just on my brain. Uh, it was like, and it was like, uh, Young people, uh, average young people, when they hear the coronavirus only affects point something like 2% of us. Yeah. And then people who have played XCOM who hear that stat, and it's just, it's just uh, guys sweating. Sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does feel that. You know, and that's the other thing I've heard in, um, I, if I could find the article, I'll, I'll link it or something, but that the way that they kind of portray statistics in games is usually skewed to make the game feel better as opposed to being real. So when you see in, because like the human brain has a hard time with statistics and like random randomness. So when you see an XCOM that you have a 50% chance to hit something for some reason, we're really optimistic and think, Oh, we have a good chance. But you don't. You have an equal chance. Yeah. So uh, in XCOM, I believe, and that could be wrong, but in some games, but I believe XCOM, you don't really have a fifty percent chance. You have more of like a sixty-five percent chance. So you actually have a better chance of hitting if it says fifty percent chance, just to make the game feel better to you, more fair. I don't yes. think XCOM did that then. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be XCOM, but I did hear a lot of games what their what their chances are are not really the chances to make the game feel more fair because if you actually lost 50 percent of the time you're like we have more of a um you remember negative remember. Things, you, yeah. yeah you remember and they impact you your brain thinks about negative things more so if you miss 10 times and you hit 10 times you're gonna be like i always miss yeah, I always miss because when you miss, it impacts your brain more and it impacts your game more. Uh, so they give it a little bit more of the good stuff. So you know you're really missing four times and hitting six, just so it feels like ah, but it's about, it's about half. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, that's funny, but that, that that makes total sense. Like you don't, uh, yeah, you you don't. Even though we've been talking about how games are getting harder and people are 
readjusting to that and liking it, it still has to feel possible. And I right. think like in a Dark Souls, which is a skill based game, um, where I go like, oh, this is really hard. I'm beating. I've died to this guy like 15 times, but I know I am doing it wrong. I right. know I'm not hitting the right buttons, whereas like an XCOM or a true true RNG game, like uh, I just feel like I'm losing because I'm getting unlucky, and there's nothing right. more frustrating than that. Well, I mean, think about um, think about these roguelikes we've been playing. RNG is huge in that. So I think it's, I, th- I think it's huge for what you get, mm-hmm. but a skilled player could have as could have a very good run with. Uh, you know, with uh, with under with subpar loot. Oh, for sure. But and I mean, that's like, really in, all that comes into it. In Slay the Spire, you can be- definitely like hit a couple first things and go, "Okay, I think I'm going to make it really far." Oh, I thought and, I thought we were talking about Dead Cells, but you're right. Oh no, yeah, I think Dead Cells is a little more skill based than Slay the Spire. Um, than Lock. I mean, there's, there's definitely skill to both, but yeah, because Dead Cells, it's kind of just like a platformer slash fighter, uh, like brawler in a way. Um, so you just kind of have to hit the right buttons and dodge at the right time and stuff like that. And of course the RNG will help you, but in Slay the Spire, there's definitely things like right at the beginning where you're like, oh, I got this thing. I'm going to have an easier time than if I didn't get it, you know? Yeah. So. Can you guys think of any, uh, can you think of any hidden random instances of RNG in a game where you might, might not expect it? No, I mean, there's there's things like in Animal Crossing where you might not think like, oh, Animal Crossing would be like heavy RNG game, but like all of the furniture really that falls out of things, all the fish you catch, all the bugs yeah. that show up. The fossil that you pick. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not like necessarily like to make the game easier or harder, but it's just to kind of add variation to the game. Uh, you know what I just realized about Animal Crossing? What's that, Dan? You know how we were talking about how it's dumb that your tools break, right? Yeah. Yep. It's also dumb that you need to get the fossils uh, looked at before you turn them in. <laughs> yeah. When I catch a fish, it just tells me what fish it is. When I dig up a fossil, it should just tell me what kind of fossil it is. Because all I got to do is go to the same guy who's going to take it from me anyway and say, You're what not is a it? paleontologist, though, Dan. You've got <laughs> yeah, to give realized... it to Mr. Owl. <laughs> I just realized how dumb that is. <laughs> you can't. It is an extra step. It is an extra step before you get to turn it in. But I do understand, like, I would understand. Well, no, because if you just dug it up and knew what it was instantly, never mind. I was going to say, maybe you want a chance to keep it. Like, you get a T-Rex skull that you've been. Yeah, and you do get a chance to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, but you still do. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. That is one of those weird things. But, like, I know that you can't... So, like, if Dan were to get a fossil assessor and give me that fossil, I can't put it in my museum if I don't have it. So, like, I have to take the fossil itself, get it appraised if I want to put it in my museum. I don't think that's true. Matt gave me... Matt dropped two extra ones that he had, and I turned them in. Just just fossils that you had to go get assessed. If you've already... already, No, No, there were ones that he assessed. He He already had them, so he dropped them off, and I turned them in. I don't think so, because mine says that you can't do that. He's like, I have to appraise these. Interesting. Huh. I thought I did that. I don't think yeah, so. I sent Neil one, too. Did you turn in the one I sent you? The one that you sent me, yeah. I couldn't turn it in. He says that I, it's from an unknown source. Weird. That might have just been a weird interaction between our games then. 
because I sent one to Neil and I he, I think he turned it in and Matt dropped two for me that I turned in for sure. Hmm. I wonder then. So, I don't know. I wonder if it, I wonder if it was a weird interaction or if it was because you live in a different hemisphere or something weird happened. Huh. Well, That's weird. Another I one I was thinking about, you know, when you go to throw, you throw a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Pokemon's in the Pokeball. You know how it goes. It shakes. It does the broom. Yeah. Broom. Chick. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it rolls one die when you throw the pokeball, or do you think each one of those pokeball vibrations is a separate like success check? Let's. Call I it. I heard that each one was a separate check. Where I heard that, I literally just heard this, and I don't know if it was just from a Reddit comment that's not true, or if. Uh, or if it is something I read that's real. I mean, something as, as micro as that would need to be confirmed by a de- developer. I don't think there's really any way to test it. Either you catch it or you don't. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes it pops out on the third vibration. Sometimes it pops out on the second. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was the only thing I was thinking about. I mean, yeah, that's, that's partially random, but it's also... Um, yep, shake checks. Here we go. Let's check it out. Um, it's partially random and it's got to be so it's got to be like if your percent has to change on how weak the Pokemon is, right? Oh, yeah, and like what status effects you've put on them and stuff. And I'm sure that gives them, you know, lessens their handicap or it gives them, you know, a, 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 a let's say they have to roll three, they have to roll a natural 20 instead of rolling. And three rolls above 10 or something. I don't know. We're getting to D&D speak now, but that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. Their condition uh, gives them... Okay, so... Yeah, say it. I'm reading about shake checks, and I'm not smart enough to comprehend this. There's all (laughs) kinds of huge math problem stuff (laughs) about uh, modified catch rates and shake probabilities and all kinds of stuff. To perform a shake check, a random number between 0 and 65,535 is generated and compared to B. If the number is greater or equal to B, the check fails. Four shake checks are performed. The Pokemon is caught if all four four shake checks succeed. Otherwise, the Pokeball will shake as many times as there were successful shake checks before the Pokemon breaks free. If A is 255 or greater, the capture will always succeed and no shake checks will be performed. Okay. <laughs> I understand the concept, but no, I could not do that. Yeah. I could not write that on paper. Yeah, um, people have, there's all kinds of stuff in here. Uh, there's a huge, lots of math problems on how it, it picks up if a Pokemon's caught or not. And it's different for different generations as well. Of course. <laughs> so I don't know how one works, but two, it seems like that's where the crazy stuff came in. But so in general, if you have a game and you get a sword, sorry, Courtney, my wife's, Courtney. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so you, you're, you're playing a game, you get a sword. Do you have a preference? The sword says damage a hundred or damage a hundred to 110. Do you like either way? Do you not care? Um, are we talking 
Look, if we're talking turn-based, I can see your health bar every step of the way combat. I want to know exactly how much damage I'm going to do when I hit. If yeah. we're talking like Skyrim, I'm swinging my sword in real time. You know, I don't really care what the range is. Yeah. In fact, I don't think there's any point in really having a range unless it's a super diverse range. My cat like, just unplugged my light. <laughs> <laughs> I see just, that. Walked right by and boom. I would um, say yeah. most times the numbers are so close to each other, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, unless you're both down to three health. And if you would have had, you know, two more strikes that hit with their full strength, this guy would already be dead. Yeah. Um, then I feel like that's just kind of part of the game. How do you feel about that, Glenn? Uh, I don't really care either way. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. And it, neither way it bothers me. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of am the same. And it, the only time, it, I guess it's the only time it's ever really affected anything is in Divinity, um, when things are kind of close, right? So I'll have a sword that does a hundred to one hundred and ten, and then I'll have a sword that does ninety to one hundred and twenty, where it's like, well, this one has a chance to do higher damage, um, but this one's more consistent. You know, that's yeah. the only time I've ever really thought, stopped, and thought about that, and it's made my game a little more interesting i guess um so i I did enjoy that to go like all right this one can do more damage but will it do more damage i don't know so yeah that's something interesting that can come along when you add those ranges to weapons um i don't like it when like there's just like like in borderlands borderlands are pretty it's pretty straightforward isn't it yeah yep yeah, I like that and like with guns and stuff like that for the most part, just because it's like it's shooting so fast. I just kind of want to know how much it does DPS kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I think it it definitely makes more of a more of an impact in a turn based or more tactical scenario. Anything yeah. in real time. It's it's just not going to be noticed. Yeah. Does Skyrim have ranges or is it straight it's, up? Do you know? No, it's, Straight up numbers. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah, I can, I think I agree with you. Um, as far as it, I like I like it in turn based. I don't get in kind of combat Speaking things. Of RNG. I mean, have we talked about the Waba Jack? <laughs> no. The, the ultimate R- RNG. The ultimate Skyrim RNG. <laughs> we haven't talked about the Waba Jack. Well, isn't the isn't the Dagon's razor more, more RNG. Isn't it like a ten percent chance to just instantly kill anything? There yes, is but the staff could turn someone into a goat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the staff. What is it? It's, it does a random spell every time, or it can like buff them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is the god of chaos. The one who gives it to him, Sheragath. Sheragath. I can't remember. Sheragath. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Screaming from the background. Screaming from the kitchen. <laughs> this is what happens when we work from home. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is pretty. That is uh, RNG. I forgot the other thing I was going to say about. I can't remember if it was Skyrim or not. Oh well, it'll come to me or it won't. Oh, and then then when it, when it comes to a lot of like the medieval kind of games, it's interesting that just luck in general will change your RNG outcome. So there must be some kind of thing where it's like if you increase your luck, your RNG will numbers will roll higher. 
I don't. Yeah, it might put. That. It might put like a. It might add numbers to it or whatever, or it right. might change how the algorithm to determine ran the random number actually calculates or things. Yeah. Do you guys mess with luck a lot when you do? I always take luck if it's a skill. I always level it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only game is. I don't know if there's there's not luck in Skyrim, but I think luck is a big one in Fallout, isn't it? Oblivion yep. has it. Oh, Oblivion. Oblivion had so much stuff, though. Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah. So, I like to. The one I miss the most is acrobatics, where you could just bump that up and jump, jump on a roof. Jump on a roof. <laughs> yes, but you're right. It did have luck. So, yeah, that, that must mess. Throw Stardew Valley has thing. luck. What would that affect? I guess what you pull out of the ground? Uh, it affects everything. Well, How, yeah. what, what what uh quality crops you have get what uh what quality what quality and type of fish you get how, how long it takes you to find a ladder in the mine and the amount of gems or ores you find uh i mean your tv straight up tells you you're yeah. gonna have a bad day you're gonna have a great day yeah that's true um how do you change your luck in that game uh, you I can don't... eat things that give you more luck. There's like a lucky right. breakfast or something that'll give you plus to your luck. But other than that, you just uh, wait till the next day if it's bad luck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I forgot about that whole part. That's one that kind of hides it and kind of does. Yeah, not... I mean, there's no. I don't think you can see what like what your actual luck score is. But I think it's like a one to ten number, and like right. the lucky breakfast gives you plus two to it or something. Like yeah. And it's just more it's more noticeable in the mine if if you're in late game Stardew, you've learned how to get around it or boost your chances of getting the kind of crops and things you want. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and like getting higher quality crops is like, yeah, less affected as you get better fertilizers and things. But, Same with yeah. fishing. The higher yeah. your skill is yeah. the better fishing. Yeah. And the different baits you use and the different lures you have correct yeah and if you just don't botch catching them if you keep them in the bar the whole time there's probably lots of stuff going on behind that man that guy programmed that game didn't he yeah yeah he did (laughs) he really has a crush dan has a serious man crush on eric barone yeah concerned ape (laughs) yeah man i mean that's that's a feat right there it's pretty cool it's just because I want to do that. I wish I could. I probably could. Maybe. I'd have to have a lot of attention span and work ethic. <laughs> and a lot of free time. And a lot of free time. Now's the time, right? <laughs> so do you guys, in real life, do you guys consider yourself lucky? I mean, it was my nickname. It was your nickname. But we gave it Neil won <laughs> a freaking Nickelodeon sweepstakes. Do you know this about him, Clinton? Yes, we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, even. <laughs> yeah okay so neil's pretty lucky glenn do you consider yourself lucky uh i don't know sometimes then other times i don't think luck's a thing (laughs) yeah i'm like pretty middle of the road like i don't feel like a lot of random bad stuff happens to me but a lot of random good stuff doesn't happen either like i don't win anything like i don't win raffles i don't win any of that stuff like ever um but other than that (laughs) <laughs> the bad stuff doesn't happen a lot for yeah. the most part. I mean, luck as uh, luck as a construct is really just statistic. Like, yeah, 
statistically how many people have had someone knock on their door and give them a hundred dollars. I'm sh- I'm sure there's some very small percentage of people that have had that scenario. I, right. I does I think that's luck that qualifies as luck, but it's still a number somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But there are like people, you know. Well, I guess that get struck by like. Are you, are isn't you there is, about like superstition? Mm, no, like just if, in general. If you break a mirror. Oh no, I'm not talking about superstition. But like, I think, but I think it's more. You're more likely to hit, get struck by lightning if you've been struck by lightning before. Yeah, but because people. But it's because you're. If you've been struck by lightning, you're probably a person that's out doing things that <laughs> doing lends yourself things. to getting struck by lightning. <laughs> <Right>, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you're out golfing in a thunderstorm or you're climbing trees in the middle of the woods. Like, if I got struck by lightning twice, you'd be like, that guy's unlucky because he doesn't go outside often. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no. I think, yeah, the reason people that get struck by lightning are more likely to get struck by lightning is because they were doing dumb shit in the first place to get struck by lightning. (laughs) And they're probably not going to stop doing that. (laughs) But still, even the chances are so small. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not if you're out in the middle of a storm climbing a tree or whatever or climbing to the top true. of a mountain like i mean it the most the golfers a lot yeah because well, they're carrying metal fucking rods around with them. <laughs> in the middle of a field <laughs> yeah in the middle of the flatlands yeah but uh no there's a guy who struck like 16 times or whatever but it's because he worked for the fish and wildlife service and like was outside all the time and like it's just yeah he's more apt to to be struck by lightning because he's in that position. So, I don't know. No, I don't believe in luck, Dan. <laughs> that was the question. I asked if you thought you were lucky. And I don't believe in luck, so no. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, the guy... But yeah, you the don't guy, believe the you're park unlucky. Ranger. <laughs> no, I don't believe yeah, in luck. No. Just kind of middle of the road. Uh, Roy Cleveland Sullivan was, uh, was hit by lightning on seven, seven different occasions. He's the most... The most. Is he the one that his tombstone was struck by lightning afterwards? What was that, Clinton? Is he the one that his tombstone was struck by lightning afterwards? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I'll have to look. So, If you ever got stuck by, struck by lightning seven times, I'd start calling you Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. A, a few of the times he was like in his truck or something, too, wasn't it? They call him the human lightning conductor and the lightning rod. <laughs> what if his name was Rod... His name was Roy. It was so close. <laughs> so close. He survived all of them. So. Yeah. First and. Yeah. Interesting. Can you get struck by lightning in any games? Uh, yes. In Zelda. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Um, also in uh, Final Fantasy X, there's a whole section. So. I had a friend in high school. He claimed that his uncle was struck by lightning and that he could move like small pieces of metal. After. <laughs> your friend lied to you. Yeah, that's probably true. Or your that's friend's uncle lied to your friend. That's probably more like never believe an uncle's story. <laughs> Although I think that his uncle he was showed him this a system. magnet, <laughs> <laughs> like staples and stuff, like real, really small pieces. Like that magnet on. could move. <laughs> or just normal static electricity. <laughs> or awesome. blowing on it. <laughs> Ooh. He was he was a con man. Well, anything else you guys want to say about luck, RNG, anything like that? I think in general it just makes games more interesting. Yeah, I mean that's well, the whole point it, of it, is just give some yeah. variation and variety to 
Yeah. I think it's an absolute necessity. I, I was amazed when I started thinking about it, finding how many systems I didn't know are probably using it. There's no way to really, but, but how, how present it is in today's gaming world. Yeah. Definitely. It's not just everything's programmed to do the exact same thing every time. I think I only was uh, I was only thinking about it in context of like opening chests and loot mm-hmm. loot drops, but it's it's so much bigger than that. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean yeah, it's it's to make I mean you write a program, it's gonna do the exact same thing every time unless you give it something to give it that variance. So that's all that RNG does is make the game more dynamic, I guess, more it makes it feel more real just because yeah the same thing you could throw a ball the same way a hundred times you're never gonna have the same shot two times in a row just because of atmospheric changes and things so like they try to change that make that a thing in games as well i also think it adds um like we said to like loot drops and stuff it it gives some of the games their game loop you know when you're done with borderlands you still keep farming when you're done with destiny you just keep farming and that wouldn't be possible if we didn't have RNG. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show today. Let us know if you feel lucky in your life. Um, Neil, what do you have to say before we go? Praise RNG Jesus. Praise RNG Jesus. Pray to the RNG gods. Get it done. Uh, Clinton? Wash your hands. Stay at home. Wash your hands, stay at home. Uh, the world, you know, random things can happen to you, but you can affect it a little bit if you stay inside. So don't be we can go outside, but just don't. Yeah, don't, don't touch. Be don't be near people. I can't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay in your homes uh, or stay away from people. Be safe, be healthy physically and mentally, and we'll talk to you all next week. That we will. If I can find the button to end this. There it is. <laughs>